Hi there, and welcome to the Skylight Books author reading series. If you'd like to learn more about us and our many upcoming author events, please visit skylightbooks.com, where you can browse our inventory, buy books, and join our Friends with Benefits Club. You can also follow us on Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook. To speak to a real live bookseller like me, please call 323-660-1175. Thanks for your support, and enjoy. Nominated for an Ignatz Award for Outstanding Online Comic, Woman World is a delightful imagining of a world where men have gone extinct, first serialized on Instagram for an audience of over 150,000. Beautifully illustrated, laugh-out-loud funny, and imbued with compassion, curiosity, and love, Dollywall's comics are refreshing, rewarding, and imperative. Aminda Dollywall is a native of Brampton, Ontario, and received a Bachelor's of Animation from Sheridan College. She now lives in Los Angeles, where she is the director at Disney TV Animation. Previously, she worked as a storyboard director at Cartoon Network and storyboard director on the Nickelodeon show Sanjay and Craig. Megan Nicole Dong is a marine biology enthusiast, comic artist, and animation professional based in Southern California. Best known for her Sketch Shark comics, Megan has also worked as an animator for DreamWorks Animation and Nickelodeon Studios. She was named one of Variety Magazine's 10 animators to watch in 2017. We're thrilled to have them with us this evening. Please join me in giving them a warm welcome. Feels so weird. I know. <laughs> um, I'll never be able to have a conversation without with you without a microphone. Without style. a microphone, yeah. I know this has changed everything for us. Um, so I guess we're going to start by talking a little bit about how we know each other. Uh, we met on the show Pinky Malinky at Nickelodeon. Oh yeah, such a great show. Yeah, hi guys. <laughs> um, and. Um, yeah, like I think when I first met you, I instantly connected with you. I just like admired how ambitious you were. And Did time slow down for you as well? I, I think I felt like I met you and I was like, I get this person immediately. <laughs> All so. I wanted to do was impress you for a really long time. I felt like I was meeting like the cool like kid in school and I was like, I was trying to like invite you to smoke behind like Nickelodeon. <laughs> no, I I also felt like I was meeting like a like the cool kid because you're like you're an extrovert and there are a lot of us who are introverted in animation mm -hmm. and um yeah like I just always like the moment I met you I knew that you were gonna go do like amazing things and I'm sure that we're all gonna be working for you pretty soon uh -huh. so. just, just not in like television or anything just right. like in something else yeah, <laughs> yeah. but um I guess let's gonna dive into some some heavy topics. Some, yeah, some <laughs> some very serious questions. Um, I'm gonna start with a softball question. Just Ooh. tell us something about your childhood as Ooh. a young artist. Oh, that we talk might not about know my relationship with my mother and <laughs> um, um, something that people don't know. Uh, so I was um, I've always been drawing my whole life, but for most of my life, I drew on. Um, a magnet doodle or like something that disappeared. I didn't realize that a lot of kids drew on paper. Uh, so to me, art has always been something that's temporary or um, just for as long as you can hold it before it like time just makes it like fade away, which I guess is pretty accurate. Um, I discovered paper very late and I'm <laughs> somewhat of a minimalist, so it's like good I didn't have that. Uh, but yeah, that was, it's kind of like, um, a, like a young person's introduction to kind of like storyboarding or something because I would like draw stories and stuff but have to wipe away and do the next, yeah, next thing. 
That's yeah. a little something about my childhood. Yeah, no, it's great. I also drew on a magnet jewel too, but I um, I was always trying to draw the Little Mermaid on model, and I couldn't. Oh. Like, I was aware. I was looking at it, and I knew it was wrong. Yeah. I'd just get, like, infuriated and then destroy the magnet doodle. Where'd so. you get it wrong? The hair? Or It the was face? the face. <laughs> <laughs> the she eyes has a big usually. forehead. She does. Yeah. Yeah. It's surprisingly <laughs> big. Um... All right, I guess we should probably talk about Woman World. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. So, let's, <laughs> so your uh, debut graphic novel, Woman World, oh, which crazy. began on, on Instagram. Began on um, Instagram. Can you talk about what initially sparked the idea? Because I remember Maha and I were, you know, mm-hmm. hi, Maha. Um, <laughs> we had this group chat, and you sent us a text <laughs> message with, like, a thumbnail version of, like, a yeah. thumbnail version of the first comic, and your pitch for it, and I think I might have been high, because, <laughs> because, and it's in the book in the back, like, I wrote back, lol, yes, with, like, ten S's, and I wrote, I am down, and that was all I said. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, like, um, funny to have that text message exchange, like, to have an actual receipt of, like, the moment of conception, um, but even before that, it started, um, like, I was going through, like, a pretty, like, low period creatively, and then we went to the Women's March together, and a, a, the idea kind of came from looking around at all these lovely people that day with signs that said the future is female, and being like, hey, eh, <laughs> what if, <laughs> um, in that exact tone. Um, so I think it was like just a couple weeks after that, like I let it kind of stew for a while, and then a couple weeks after that, I drew that first comic, and I just like yeah, texted it to you because I felt like I needed, I was like scared about posting it, and so right. I needed someone to be like, yes, go ahead. <laughs> I needed that like just a little bit of like validation and confirmation to do it. Yeah, no, it's it's nice to have like creative safe spaces to do yeah. that sometimes. Um, Especially because I mean we we went at the women's march together, and it was. Um, you know, people started posting their signs from the day, and there was, like, a lot of, like, backlash about, like, what are you marching for? Right. It was just really mean. So then I was, like, scared about posting it because I'm like, ah, oh, what if people are mean to me? Of all places on the internet, right. like, <laughs> oh, I can't handle that. So, <laughs> yeah, thank you for saying, thank you for being high and saying, yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. Never stop. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, I'd love to talk to you, like, a little bit about the comic itself and what ended up becoming Woman World. And um, you just mentioned tone a second ago, but I wanted to talk about the actual tone in the comic because it's set up um, in a future, of course, where men are have gone extinct. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not a dystopian novel at all. It's a complete utopian novel, right. graphic novel. And um. it's uh, it's <laughs> full of, hum- you know, irreverent humor, and it's it's... Uh got a lot of nice emotional moments but it's it's a very positive world that you've created yeah I kind of um ran with the idea that like a whole bunch of these um trolls online were like I assume that's what they think feminists want is like yeah like they just want like a world without men and I was like all right thanks for giving me the premise like (laughs) and like I'll show you that it can be pretty okay I just knew that I never wanted to make it um like mean towards men I the women generally always miss the men or like they um it's a very strange relationship like they look back with um with they they really like miss these people and like I think that's a little more accurate what would happen if an entire gender disappeared rather than like partying hard so (laughs) (laughs) so um I wanted to kind of 
balance that like it's utopian but there's also like a melancholy to it Mm -hmm. yeah it's a little bit sadness do you want to talk a bit about paul blart and his role in the story (laughs) (laughs) uh the perfect man is what you mean right (laughs) um (laughs) i was trying to think of um like what would be the if, if aliens landed on earth and uncovered something from you know 2018 what would be the strangest thing to uncover and judge an entire human like race on or for these women to uncover something about men from um 20 jeez paul blart is irreverent but um (laughs) from 2016 or something like what would be the most um interesting portrayal of man i could find and i think it's still a great representation of man i think actually the joke is in Partially how the audience reacts to, of all things, that being it. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> no, no, I think like it's it's gotten like a really good reaction. But I, I also wanted to. Um, I did the worst drawing of him. No, it, was, it was perfect. <laughs> Don't insult any of your drawings; they're all perfect. Um, so I also I wanted to talk a little bit about social media because I think you. Um, you doing the series on Instagram provided you with a really unique opportunity to tell a longer format story, but to be able to alter it in real time based on people's reactions to it. So mm-hmm. what was that experience like, kind of crafting a story and sort of changing it as you went? Um, so I was in a, yeah, like a weird creative space where I felt like working in animation and wasn't being like appreciated for what I did. And... Um, it's it's a dark place to be in. So I kind of felt like if I put things online, at the very least, my friends would see them. That was the original intent, was my friends will see it, I'll get back in like just the routine of posting. And um, I was really surprised that so many friends started tagging friends and then like getting the following. But I kind of at that time needed the validation to like believe that I was an, a funny person um, or at least um, could tell a joke or could tell a story because I felt like I wasn't getting that from like the company I was working mm-hmm. for. So it's been an interesting reaction where sometimes it's really great. Um, a lot of times, um, I have to not read the comments and I'll come back to them like a few weeks later. Cause you know, it's like reactionary to be like, Oh, you didn't get it. Or like you completely missed the point, but mostly it's been good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I find that it's at its best interacting with fans can be like a, a space where you can kind of play like a call and response kind of a thing. Yeah. Which is, I think when it's at its best, um, it's kind of like, uh, yeah, like, I mean, every studio, like this is like, yeah, like it's their like wet dream to get like live, like focus testing. Yeah. It's, that's what it Free feels live like. Focus Free live focus testing. Yeah. People will gladly throw their opinion at you, uh, and beat it into you. Right. So it's, it's really strange to be reacting live to it also because it's so creatively fresh that you like feel like raw and like it's like um you feel very insecure putting yourself out there like that Mm -hmm. but it's also great feedback to be getting live yeah and I think some of the most interesting feedback that you got had to do with um I think putting it out there kind of gave you the opportunity to interact with um certain uh, marginalized communities that Mm -hmm. maybe you weren't interacting with in real like day-to-day life yeah yeah and um that I think that had an impact on your story a bit, right? Like in terms of like yeah, the character Ulana, like I um, in one of the comics, she mentions that she's trans, and it was something that I didn't realize. Like it was something a rule in the world, which I was like, yeah, of course, like trans women are in the world, and it was something through the comments. I was like, oh no, no, someone needs this to be said 
for sure for them to like know that this is how the world works so I realized I had to do um I had to make a comic about it but for me it was just like so obvious on like on my end uh so it's interesting seeing live that like what felt like to me was outing one of my characters was actually really important to the audience mm-hmm. for them to know. Yeah, no, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Thanks, um, Megan. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I also wanted to talk about some of the research that you did and um, in making this and also some of the inspirations that kind of led you to um, making the comic the way that you did. Mm. Um, inspiration right here. <laughs> um, so I... Uh, I mean, honestly, you are one of my big inspirations. I can, like, put you I on the I did not pay you to do <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I gave you a different name, like, <laughs> backstage. Um, so uh, the amount of stuff you put out, I think, is amazing. And you've never, like, your voice is so unique. Um, it's something, I mean, we work with um, Matt Lazell as well. He's, like, mm-hmm. someone who, like, stuff I really appreciate, but I appreciate it because it's so unique to him. It's very pure Matt Lazell. Oh, yeah. Uh, and same with your stuff. Some of those faces you do are, like, so messed up. And, like, <laughs> but they're so you. <laughs> um, but in terms of other graphic novels, um, Jillian Tamaki's Super Mutant Magic Academy was, like, the big one for me where tonally I just felt like uh, I just got her on a whole other level. And I, I actually didn't even know that that was a webcomic first as well. So it was kind of told in the same way in these, like, small episodes. So I kind of want to do something like that. Um, and so speaking of like your process and kind of this being your first like major foray into comics, this is not actually the first comic you've done though. You did a couple others before this that you also put on Instagram. Yeah. One was called A Mild Inconvenience, which was a parody of, um, Death Death Note. Note. Yeah. You find A Mild Inconvenience Note. Yeah. um, (laughs) Which is really great. And then you also did Henry Peter. Right. Which is just a parody of Harry Potter where um, a wizard finds out he's a scientist. Um, (laughs) Someone had a great laugh. Um, uh, The big thing with those being, I was, so yeah, I was in a creative like dark spot and I just wanted to get in the habit of posting something daily. So I look back at like, especially Henry Peter, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing, but like, I just wanted to be putting something out there. Uh, So I wanted to stick to a schedule and that was the first step out of this slump. So that was the first comic. And then with Mild Inconvenience, I was like, okay, I want to um, fit into a very specific tone. So I want to learn how to do that. And so that was a little longer than Henry Peter, and I got to kind of figure that out as well. And again, it was on a schedule. So it kind of got me in a habit. And then finally, this came along, and I now knew how to schedule myself and also know how to fit a specific tone. And... Um, I kind of felt like I had enough practice in doing it that I knew I could continue doing it. It didn't feel like it was too big of a thing to start. But you also did this while, you know, working as a director, too. Uh, and mm-hmm. um, I think the fact that you were able to schedule it and that you were you had really specific purposes for each comic mm-hmm. is really interesting to me. And I think that it, it, um, no. it allowed you to really grow rapidly as a storyteller, oh. like a visual storyteller. Thank you. So. Well, yeah, the only way to get better at something is to just do it, right? Um, I am one of those people where, like, I do like to stay busy. I probably, like, I don't, like, exercise enough, but, like, (laughs) that's, like, the one thing I should, like, do more. Um, (laughs) but otherwise, I'm, like, I I still have free time. I still travel a lot. Um, 
you know, I read all my favorite books. I watch way too much TV. So it didn't even feel like I was wedging like a lot into my life. Um, it, the routine has been there for so long that it actually feels really weird if I'm not doing it. Um, I've had, I had a dog my whole life. And when I, if like, when I go home to Canada for like Christmas and I don't have to walk a dog every day, it feels really weird. <laughs> I just feel like I'm out of place. Um, <laughs> <laughs> was yeah. that you? Or is that I don't. Me? I think it might, might have. It's probably oh. me. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so you were talking about some of the other activities that you like to do. Um, like, you, um, like I know you see stand up and other things. Like, how important is it for you to kind of go seek out other, you know, other like non animation, non comics sort of forms of, mm. of inspiration or other? I art really forms? love studying comedy. I don't even think I'm that good like studying it, but like. Um, most shows, so I'm, I have a horrible memory. Um, I very much relate to Dory from Finding Nemo, where I have countless times told my mom that I think I have real brain damage because I have a horrible memory. I don't remember like entire events or there was once where, um, me and my board partner were watching an episode of a show that we had made together. And I turned to him and was like, wow, that was a great joke. Assuming he had done it. And he was like, you did that. And I felt like a real <laughs> asshole. <laughs> um, so um, one of the great things is I get to rewatch things a lot or reread things a lot because I'll completely forget them. Um, and then of all things, the things that resonate with me are always jokes. So if you tell me like a specific show, I'll remember the quote of the joke in it um, more so than the episode premise. That's just like how my brain works. I don't think um, um, I'm great at it, but I'm, I'm training to be better. <laughs> um. Well, I think I think we should probably open it up to some questions. Oh. From, if anyone here has any questions for a vendor. Oh, yeah. Ah, I just oh, what an unfunny question. I just I don't know what I can possibly tell you. <laughs> um uh hmm. That would be funnier. I think um double down on who you are, right? Like, you're, we're, all a we're all really insecure. So double down on your insecurity. That's like usually the funniest part of you. It's you're trying to hide what you don't want others to see. And that's what usually makes you funny. I mean, the, an obvious example being like, um, like the Avengers characters. It's like so stupid to bring this up. They were on my mind recently. Um, but like, if on paper, if you look at like most of the Avengers, it's just a bunch of like tough dudes, um, but they're all funny in different ways. Like Iron Man's funny isn't the same <laughs> as like Spider-Man's or someone else's, and it's because of their insecurities. So Iron Man has a giant ego. That's where his like comedy comes from, and it's more to do with his insecurity of um, living up to his like father and stuff, like his backstory. So double down your insecurities. Yeah. They're all funny in different ways, but if you Photoshop a smile on them, apparently they're all really funny. Did you see Brie Larson yeah. did that today? I, <laughs> Equally I'm, funny. I'm, I think they should, that's how they should market all of them. I think so. <laughs> I, was, I was in for it. Yeah. I was down. Oh, thank you. I really want to redo it.
Oh, that was never the intent when I started. Um, somewhere in the middle, um, I felt so creatively lost that I felt like I had nothing to lose. So I was just like, mm, I don't know anything about like publishing. Let's just like cold call. Let's see what happens. Um, so it really helped that I had nothing to lose. But I, I had set 100 comics as my limit because I was like burning out and I felt like I was repeating a lot of jokes um, or that I was falling into a pattern. So I set that um, that 100 comic limit for myself, which I think I got to like 112 or something. Mm -hmm. uh, but that helped having some sort of like a deadline. And then I was obsessed with looking into um, uh, self-publishing. I was just like, just in case, because I assume in my life, generally, nothing goes the way I plan it to um, or hope it will. So I'm always looking into how to do everything myself because I just don't trust anyone or anything <laughs> else. So I was like, in my spare time, just always researching how to self-publish. And I was like, OK, if this doesn't work out, this is what I'm going to do. And I'll make it because I like it. I don't know what I answered there. I just kept no, talking. That was, that was <laughs> a great answer. There's a lot. Oh, uh, Sydney. Okay. Oh. oh, yeah. Sorry. Oh my God, that was so hard. Um, you know, you realize um, with the swipe format that you get to actually put in timing. Um, it's, it's strangely like powerful um, if you're trying to time a joke to be able to swipe and add extra panels because there's almost like a rate of swipe you can kind of guess. Um, and then I laid out all these comics on like these two page spreads and I was just like, well, you can see the punchline. Like, there it is. Like, if you just turn every page and look at, like, the bottom right corner, there are all the punchlines. And there were some which just didn't work if you could if you could see them. So then I had to break a couple of the comics, or I think, like, eight maybe, and um, have the, the punchline be on the next page as its own spread because I just felt peace of mind. But that was strangely, like, difficult. And I could not have seen that coming because I was like, oh, it's already kind of formatted. Like, they're all square and there's like only a certain amount. And it ended up being really hard. <laughs> yes. Okay. So because my memory is bad, we, we elbowed each other to try to guess who or at least a character is fun. So actually every character is a version of me. Um, it depends on, uh, like, I can actually read some of the comics and know exactly what I was going through that week. Um, uh, like, Yumi is a really insecure character, and those are the weeks I was feeling really insecure. And I would just, if I was feeling insecure and I knew the comic would be about insecurity, I would just use her again. And then she ended up accidentally getting her through line. Um, the same with... Um, uh, Gaia is the character who is a nudist and so she has a lack of shame and exact same thing so there was like characters I could kind of just um, latch onto with my own feelings but it is strange rereading stuff now and knowing exactly what I was going through or like cringing at what I was going through and how I chose to present it. Some of the stuff is just like things my friends have told me and then I was like ha 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 I'm putting that into the <laughs> Is there one character who's like the most pure version oh, of you? I have a soft spot for um, Ina who is the character who like meditates and writes poetry. Um, I Yeah she's just um, she's special in my mind because um, she has like a, a naivete about her and she's hopeful 
um, and things don't always go her way. <laughs> yeah, the unrequited love thing is so, yeah. like, it's such a relatable uh, feeling. Like, yeah, like, especially living in this, like, city where you're just always putting yourself out there. It feels like constant unrequited love. So, like, I especially, like, relate to her. <laughs> so how did you, you know, take this thing from an Instagram to a published novel? Do you has that changed what you want to do with your stuff in the future? Do you have any further plans Um publishing's the best. I don't know why we just like aren't all doing it all the time. Um <laughs> Like, let's stop making TV movies. Let's just all make books. It's, like, so wonderful. Um, uh, I think it's really nice knowing that this will always be an option now. And, and again, even if I did it myself, um, at the very least, I can put something online. Because sometimes there's something inside you that you just, like, need to get out and share with people. And um, there wasn't always an, a way to do that. So it's nice knowing I can. Um, ultimately, like... I would love to continue this series. I think I need a break. Um, I need a break to be like more insecure again, to like come up with more stories. Um, but I also have a couple other ideas for other comics and things, which are really stupid and bad. And I want to be able to make stupid and bad things again, which I think sometimes when you start getting a bigger following, you feel like you have certain standards you have to hit. And I I'm like, I have, eh. no, I have no standards. <laughs> Everything I do yeah. is stupid and bad. So. <laughs> There's, like, something strange about knowing I don't care about, like, how many stupid... Like, there, like follower count seems to matter to, like, the most frustrating people. So it's, like, you should, like if you're going to, like, go into an important meeting, just, like, go buy a bunch of Twitter followers. Because it'll matter to the stupidest person in the room. Um, but, yeah, like, it is funny how it still works that, like, it's I'll true. post something and then, like, watch my... Like, I get some joy out of watching, like, followers, like, leave me. I'm like, ha, goodbye. <laughs> Oh, no. Is that bad? That I probably should have edited. Um, um, I was, like, desperate for content. Uh, <laughs> you know, again, it was the thing of, like, validation where even if I thought something was bad, when I looked, it's, it's always the ones you really hate that everyone's like, my favorite, like, comic. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So um, you're actually the worst judge. Uh, if I had had someone else maybe edit it, it would be different, but of all people, you apparently just can't trust your own brain. So I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> it would be like a one-page book. <laughs> uh, so maybe we'll take like two more questions and then we'll move on to the reading. We'll do a reading. Yeah. yeah. I never had an audience in mind. I actually, I'm, I'm such a downer on myself that I just assume no one would read it. Um, and it's actually really strange because on, on, on a platform like Instagram or, or Webtoons, the other thing I'm on, you can, like, they show you the demographics. Like, you have an actual, like, uh, you can see literally how many people follow you from what age group or, like, from where in the world. So it's, like, especially strange. Um, but no, I never had that in mind. And... 
Uh, I think that's a, it's better that I didn't because sometimes you kind of um, project onto an age group or a certain type of person what they would like, and I didn't want someone else to own my ideas. I wanted to make them pure, and if they didn't like them, at least I knew, and I could edit it later, but I just wanted it to be me. I felt like I was already being edited from other places in my life, and I just wanted me out there. <laughs> okay, so I think we have time for maybe one. Wait, what are, what are your demographics? What is this? <laughs> oh, man. I, oh, I don't have my phone on me. Let's, like, <laughs> rip it apart. Um, I think... So Instagram is something like 18 to like 36-year-old, mostly female. And I think Instagram is like mostly the U.S. It seems, it seems to be where I hit. And then on Webtoons, I can see that it's, uh, I have the same amount of followers there. And it's all uh, Asia. And it's almost the exact same age group. So it kind of shows you that like, oh, the same age people are all reading the same stuff, but they're doing it on different platforms, which I think is true for a lot of media. Like how you access it is the only thing that changes. That was a pretty good answer. Yeah, that was very, <laughs> that was, like, that was way more thorough myself. than I was yeah. expecting. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was coming from directly from my brain. Right. Um, <laughs> Cool. <laughs> should we do our reading? Yeah. Let's <laughs> this is so weird to me. Um, okay, should I move this, yeah. I guess? I'm not going to get up. Um, I was going to say I stand for a living, but I have a standing desk. I'm just going to sit awkwardly behind you. <laughs> yeah, turn back. Um, all right, so we start with um, Once Upon a Time There Were No Men. This is tiny. Okay. <laughs> Never done voices. So we start on Gaia. The men are extinct. No, that's not her voice. That's, that's not her voice. That's why <laughs> tonight's the night I decided to reveal that. Um, <laughs> thank you. That was pre-planned. <laughs> the men are extinct. What will the straight woman do? A woman says as she raises her hand. Hmm, Gaia thinks. How many of you skewed by anyway? They all put up their hands. And she's got her hand up, too. This is the first comic I did, and it's actually still my favorite, funny enough. All right, next comic. The last generation was artificially born and all female, Ulana thinks to herself. They'll never know men, she looks out into the ruins as children play. Grandma, I found an artifact, Amiko comes running. Is this what men were like? She holds up a dusty old DVD. <laughs> Uh, Amika looks so hopeful. She's looking for a connection to the past. Paul Blart. <laughs> sure, sweetheart. And she thinks to herself, she needs this. I'm just going to go back to this. That is... <laughs> this, this is the only drawing I've never touched since the original. <laughs> I think I captured him really well, yeah. Um, that's, it's, it's, yeah, it's straight out from the DVD. All right, next one. We're in, uh, the mayoral office. Mayor Gaia, I discovered something disturbing on my medical supply run, the doctor says. I found an old factory that was manufacturing male androids. I hypothesized mankind was attempting to live on mechanically, but before they could finish, they were wiped out. Mother of God, how close did they come to creating a fully functioning male android? Only as far as the mechanical male genitalia. A dildo. You found a dildo factory, says Alana. 
Um, I don't know if dildos have specific factories, but I assume they do. <laughs> um, it's kind of like the, the thing you get on like um, food packaging where it's like made in the same factory that like deals with nuts. <laughs> um, so we have Ulana and Amika. This is one of my favorites. Grandma, teach me a saying from the old world. Ulana thinks for a moment. Here's one. That's what she said. <laughs> what does it mean? Oh, sweetie, it's just a silly innuendo. She's quiet for a moment. Besides, it's from a different time. No one will get it now. Even if the setup was so easy that it just flopped out of my mouth. The anti-punchline. <laughs> um, here's a quick and easy one. Oh my god, look at that cloud. It's a perfect, hopeless malabaricus fish. She says, pointing to the one cloud, which is shaped like a fish. <laughs> um, I looked up for a while types of fish. Um, this one had the best name. <laughs> I'm really obsessed with fishing in Final Fantasy XV. Um, so I also knew what it looked like <laughs> just from the name. Um, all right, next one. Grandma, when will I be a woman? Amiko asks Alana at the kitchen table. Everyone calls me a girl. I don't think anything specific defines your womanhood. Not every woman gets a period. Not every woman gets breasts. Not every woman bears children. I suppose you just have to declare it. We cut to a cliff edge. Go ahead, tell the world you're not a girl anymore. My name is Amiko and I am a woman. You go, girl. <laughs> and just that last lick of annoyance. <laughs> um, and then finally, this is uh, one that was, I, oh yeah, I posted it online, but it was specifically for the book. So we have Amiko, and she stands in front of the thinker statue, which is enveloped in vines in this new world. She looks up at him, and he blankly stares back at her. <laughs> You're stuck in stone, Mr. Thinking Man. I wonder what you're stuck thinking. I hope it's happy thoughts. And the clouds go up to rain. Sad comic to end on. Um, there's been too much laughing tonight, so I need to put an end to that. Um, all right. So a huge portion of um, the fun of doing an Instagram comic is the comment session. The sec this section is like my life. Oh boy. Oh, it's so much fun. I had a friend um, go through some old comics and look for the meanest things or just the funniest. <laughs> um, so some of this is just, just beautiful. It's one of my favorites. I just read through some of these woman world posts and not to be a meninist or anything. <laughs> But a lot of these are just pure sexist against men and saying all of us are terrible women haters. I'm a nice guy, I respect women. <laughs> really, really cleared the landing there, yeah. He's lovely. I know, I just wanna get to know this guy. Yeah. He respect women, like what yeah, more can women ask for? <laughs> That's my favorite way to spell the word respect. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, especially when you're at the end of the comment, like it's really easy to fix the last two words. I would give up if that was the first word. I wouldn't also go back. But you spelled woman correctly once, too. <laughs> Didn't have time for it again. <laughs> that is, I love that one. All right, next. Just a classic, uh, why do you hate men? 
And then someone responded to them being like, you're being very sexist. And then someone calling them out and being like, that's sexist. Um, her comics imply that she believes she would be, uh, the world would be better without men. I, uh, I'm just like, what? Yeah, <laughs> I'm, what is, like, <laughs> it's pretty intense. Um, everyone calls each other out on being sexist a lot. I get a lot of questions about why do I hate men? I guess I should just answer at this I point. Get, like, you should. <laughs> one way or the other. You also get a lot of back and forth. Like, I, f I feel like I've seen just a lot of arguments break out in your comments. Yeah. I, I, you know, I just don't think I grew up in this age group that apparently does this. I might get, like, you know, worked up about something online, and then I get sleepy, and I, like, go away and, like, yeah. sleep it off. <laughs> All right. Here's one. Everything wrong with radical feminism in a nutshell. I was thinking of putting this as a blurb on the back of my book. <laughs> I think it sums up the whole idea yeah. really well. <laughs> uh, yeah. These are also the voices I, I hear it with <laughs> when I read through. I like putting voices to, to the, these guys, too. Yeah, it's, I always... Accents sometimes. Yeah. I mean, uh, you must also, like, click on their pages, right? There's a lot of them where I go down a hole. Depends on how tired I'm feeling. <laughs> I will click through and be like, yeah, I don't care about you. <laughs> I like, want you to know how much I don't care. All right, next we have... These are dumb as hell. Why are these comics in my feed? So this one I found interesting because this person feed. found them in their feed, but then came to my comic to comment. It's like, you didn't, why'd you show up? Like, just ignore them. <laughs> They're going to show up in your feed now. You, like, commented. This is how, like, the algorithm works. These, it was just very backwards. These comics, I'm my feed. Oh, my, I didn't even notice yeah. that. He called you dumb and then he did I'm that. I'm my feed. Jeez. Maybe it was like a... I just assume I was a horse or something. <laughs> all right. I don't think I could live in a woman world because all my friends are guys and I'm also not gay shit. <laughs> Again, like, um, I don't know, sometimes I'm like, is this just like, did you think of the whole sentence first? Yeah. <laughs> not gay shit. God. I love the punctuation, too. <laughs> Um, I, I like the feedback of I don't think I could live in a, in a woman world. I thought that was really great. So like I like when they kind of like, I don't know where it's going for the first half. And I'm like, oh, okay. Good to know you're not gay shit, gay I shit, guess. Yeah. All right, so here's a real long back and forth. Um, okay, so. <laughs> so this is on comic one. And it is, um, if you have time, I suggest you go and read it. It is the most polite argument I have ever read. <laughs> um, it's pretty, I'm gonna read, um, I'm just gonna do that, this is a close up of just a section. You can scroll through, that's how long it is. So Whilst I agree with you, <laughs> how it starts. The main reason that I'm worked up, it's not because it's just a polite notice about being nice to each other. It's a law passed in Canada. Yep, they're Canadian, you, can, you couldn't tell. That forces you to use people's preferred pronouns or face criminal prosecution. I just don't like laws policing thought and speech. It's a fundamental enrichment of people's liberties and should not be passed. Um, it's fine to clarify. <laughs> My point is that, is that this law will lead into thought control. Look, I don't know oh why this God. voice is happening. Yeah. <laughs> Super these are the, I do put voices to these people. <laughs> Look throughout history at what happens when information and speech is censored. Ooh, I understand that and I am agreeing. 
love that. It's so polite. I understand that. And I am agreeing. Maybe forceful laws aren't the way to go about things. But some wording seems more focused on, and it just like keeps going. But like the crazy thing to me about this is like, I think they became friends. Like I, <laughs> yeah, I think I watched them in my feed become friends. Um, usually when you see the comment count go up, it's like, oh, what happened? I like to believe they became lovers. Oh, that's really sweet. I'll have to go for my own, like, I'll have to go uncensor their names later to look up. Like, see if they ended up together. (laughs) I'm shipping them, so. (laughs) Oh my gosh, are they? I can't even, like, zoom in. No, they're, they're a little, like, they're little, like, the firework, like, like, yeah, little little party hat, like, I don't know. I don't even know. I'm not exactly sure what that is, actually. <laughs> yeah, is that that's what, what they are. Yes. Ooh, oh, hello. Yeah. There we go. I like that we're all on board with this now. <laughs> yeah. Our own fan fiction. Yeah. Fan fan fiction. Fan fiction. Um, and then just uh, one I like. This has been so good. Thank you. I like when people are just like yeah. nice and polite. It's really nice. I try and only co- uh, reply to these people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but that those ones always keep me going. So that's always really, really sweet. That is a End of presentation. Yeah, Thank that you is for a good coming. Good, <laughs> a positive note to end on. You've been listening to the Skylight Books author reading series. Don't forget, you can listen to this and all of our other great podcasts at skylightbooks.com. Thanks again for stopping by, and we hope to see you soon.